Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Welcome to the award-winning Compliance Into the Weeds. In this episode, Matt and I take a deep dive into a recent Federal Trade Commission enforcement action involving the pharmaceutical retailer Rite Aid. It involves Rite Aid's use of AI and facial recognition software to uh, identify alleged shoplifters and deal with them. It turned into a complete cluster at Rite Aid as there were uh, numerous false positives leading to confrontation and uh, potential arrest, wrongful uh, detentions rather, by Rite Aid personnel of uh, innocent shoppers. Uh, I take a look at this from the compliance perspective. Matt focuses a little bit more on AI, but it's a fascinating exploration of what we see as the intersection of AI, compliance, facial recognition, and the regulators. I know you'll enjoy it. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again with Matt Kelly for another episode of the award-winning Compliance Into the Weeds. Welcome back, Matt. Hello, Tom. It's good to be here. So, Matt, you had a really interesting post recently about a FTC enforcement action involving the drugstore Rite Aid, and it involved the intersection of AI, facial recognition, and compliance. So you want to set the stage for us? Yeah, sure. So this happened uh, in December, just before the end of the year where the Federal Trade Commission took action against Rite Aid, which uh, is one of the largest drugstore retail chains in the United States, um, banning Rite Aid from using an AI-driven facial recognition technology that the company had been trying to roll out in the 2010s. Um, The big issue here was that the technology, and we can go into exactly what went wrong, had a high rate of false positives where the technology would erroneously identify consumers as potential shoplifters. Uh, The way this was all supposed to work was that Rite Aid had established a database of known shoplifters. Sometimes it would have pictures employees had taken of shoplifters they had caught on store premises, or they had bought these images of known shoplifters from law enforcement databases. But So Rite Aid had its database of known shoplifters. Then it would use facial recognition technology as customers were entering their stores to match the customers coming in against the database of shoplifters. If the AI said we have a match, that would automatically then send an alert to the store employees' phones. We have a match of a potential shoplifter in your store. Please go intercept that person, monitor that person, escort them off the store property, uh, or potentially even if it was an extreme case, call the police right away. Um, That is not a new experiment in retail. Uh, Facial technology has been tried out like this in various places in the United States and the UK, at least for several years. But Tom, we still have this problem of false positives. And what do you do if the AI says, we have a potential shoplifter who just entered your store, but that's factually wrong. Um, and then there was a whole lot of the issues that flowed from that faulty glitch in the system. And here we are. Now, before we get into the details of it, we should say that Rite Aid has always said 
This was just a pilot program. It was an experiment. They had shut it down in 2020, uh, just when the FTC had begun investigating the company. Um, it is a five-year ban on using AI-driven facial recognition technology for Rite Aid. There weren't any monetary penalties or anything like that, but it is a good example of a regulator taking action against your use of AI without AI-specific regulations yet. We're all waiting for the supposed regulation of AI, but the fact is we have regulations on the books right now that could let a company's poor use of AI, as what we've seen from Rite Aid here, uh, lead to an enforcement action anyways. And that's, that's already here and happening. So, Matt, I have to say that in reading your blog post and now uh, uh, hearing you uh, kind of lay it out, it struck me that the compliance angle for this issue is not simply paramount, but it gives uh, everyone a way to think through a variety of problems. And it really tied for me the issue of ephemeral messaging. Let me see if I can explain. Sure. Uh, what I saw was a risk shoplifting with a risk manage, uh, then a risk assessment, perhaps, but then a risk management strategy. And that strategy was implemented. There was no training or insufficient training on that strategy. There was no monitoring or insufficient monitoring on that strategy. And then there was no um, update as appropriate. And I've advocated in ephemeral messaging, the, the compliance strategy should be assess your risks, but in a risk management strategy, train on that strategy, monitor and update as appropriate. And here I saw a significant or missteps all the way down that continuum by right aid. But it also, particularly your blog posts, emphasized to me that there's a process, and it doesn't matter what the issue is, ephemeral messaging, AI and facial recognition, or whatever tomorrow's issue may be, for every compliance professional to think through and the importance of each step. Because the failure of Rite Aid after they implemented uh, the program, uh, indeed, it almost ties back to the CFPB enforcement action on Bank of America. Okay, you have a data analytics program. How did you use it? What did you do with it? Did you just let it sit there? Well, in Bank of America's case, yes. In Rite Aid's case, it was a little more nefarious because they actually used the uh, facial recognition uh, with lots of negative consequences. But I guess uh, really particularly in your blog post, you emphasize the process nature of this. Would that sort of resonate with you at all? But I think so, yeah, because really what we have here is a new technology. It happens to be artificial intelligence, but to a certain extent, we've always had new technologies coming along. And when the new technology comes along, the, the wise thing to do is think about it before you roll it out. What are we actually going to do with this technology? How will it change our business processes? So are we governing it correctly from a technical perspective? Are we governing it correctly from a human employee use perspective? Are we monitoring the potential for accidents with this technology? Um, and then are we changing course as we learn more about how this technology works in practice? Like I said, it happens to be AI right now, but what I just described could just as well be suitable for ephemeral messaging. It could be suitable for social media and um, email or um, consumer marketing 10 years ago, adoption of the cloud. 
It's always about what is your process to govern the adoption of this new technology from a technical point, from an employee standpoint, and from monitoring the potential for misuse. Um, so all of that is has long been true. So no, we should not be surprised that the FTC could find a basis to take an enforcement over AI, even though there aren't really that many AI regulations yet. I suspect more will be coming soon, but clearly the FTC doesn't need that. It has enough ammunition now if you have a poor technology governance process. Man, I guess the other question your blog post raised for me is also went in a little bit different direction, is how do we guard against AI embedding societal or other prejudices um, that would lead to racial profiling by an AI facial recognition software? Was it targeting people of color? Was it targeting long-haired hippie types? Was it targeting uh, long-haired freaky people? Uh, whatever it may be, and how do we think through or guard against, I guess might be the better phrase, that type of racial profiling in an AI, which allegedly is a neutral technology? Well, we can maybe go through what some of the specific faults were that the FTC had flagged for Rite Aid. Um, so number one was there was a failure to enforce controls over the quality of those images. So remember that we had an image database of known shoplifters. Well, in theory, uh, those photos were supposed to be looking, say, head-on, head-and-shoulder image, no off-center lighting or anything like that, nobody looking off at the side. These were supposed to be high-quality facial images that the AI could learn from. Well, Rite Aid, according to the FTC, Rite Aid didn't have enough controls to make sure that's what the actual images were. And a lot of the images weren't. They were in poor lighting or they were a shoplifter who had been running out of the store and somebody snapped a photo with their, um, and some employee used their phone cam to do that. Or there was poor lighting or any other number of instances. But when it had poor images to learn from, it learned not very well. And to, to a certain extent, we have to say, well, what did we think would happen there? Um, also, there were no real efforts to study the rates of false positives. So, so there was a lot of faulting about tests and monitoring the accuracy of the results. And you could use facial recognition on some sort of pilot basis uh, or even just in some sort of technology sandbox without actual consumers um, you could just see, well, this is our database, this is our AI, these are the algorithms we're using, how well is it actually matching up to these people who we know against the database of images we have? We're going to do a giant test with all our employees or with paid actors or something like that. Uh, and then you get a sense of, well, what's the false positive rate? Uh, is that rate getting better or worse over time? Is that rate worse for people from certain racial groups, which is not news to AI facial recognition people? AI has long suffered with trying to identify minorities. Um, you know, have you been able to track that? Have you been tracking it at all? Not necessarily even have you solved the problem. Are you aware that this is a problem and you're trying at least to understand the scope of it and the depth of it and address it? And the FTC said, no, Rite Aid wasn't doing that. Um, there was a failure to train the employees. So there was training for employees at Rite Aid on how to use this facial recognition program. 
but that training was generally going to be one or two hours per employee. And it was all about, here's how the program works. Here's what you do if you get an alert to your phone. Here's how to set up the facial recognition app on your phone. Here's how to upload an image from a shoplifter that you found right now. Um, but it was not about, here's how you should approach the person or should you check their ID before you escort them out of the, the premises? Um, here's what we should be aware of with false positives. Here's the, what we already know about false positives for certain demographic groups, and we should be more cognizant of it. The FTC said that Rite Aid was also deficient on all of those sorts of questions about how employees should be aware of the risks of the AI and the risks of the AI doing something bad and therefore, human judgment has to swing back in and overrule what the AI had said. Um, and there wasn't enough of that. Um, there was one case from the FTC's complaint uh, where there was a shoplifter was identified as an 11-year-old girl uh, who was you were supposed to call the police on her. I am hard-pressed to understand what sort of thievery menace an 11-year-old girl could pose. Uh, there were other instances where... Uh, the AI was saying, yes, we have a facial recognition hit on this person here in the East Coast, and we also had that hit from the same person on a different store on the West Coast yesterday. Or this person has been spotted in 68 different stores in the last two hours. Catch him now. There's just logical inconsistencies that clearly couldn't be right. Humans would know that's not right. The AI did not know it's not right, but the Rite Aid wasn't training employees to say, here's when you should be using your better judgment. So problems around the technical controls, problems around monitoring how the AI might go wrong, and problems with training employees on how to use the AI in a risk-aware manner. Those are the big three. Um, but again, that's the same sort of stuff. We could have said that about any number of new technologies going back 20 or 30 years. AI is just the new tech of the day, and that's why the FTC is already able to act. There was one other part in your blog post I wanted to uh, maybe explore a little bit, and I'm just going to read the um, full paragraph, and it's found in the kind of opening section, and it reads, quote, Rite Aid said that Rite Aid said it was pleased to settle the FTC's complaint, although it did paint a rather different picture of what happened. Rite Aid said the facial recognition system was a pilot program deployed in a limited number of stores and discontinued more than three years ago before the FTC investigation even began, end quote. Uh, it struck me that that did not sound uh, very much like uh, Rite Aid had really learned anything from uh, this um, exercise, but I thought, well, perhaps that's a little harsh. Uh, you've been reading press releases from businesses a lot longer than I have. What were your thoughts on the Rite Aid's response to this enforcement action? Well, you know, I suppose Rite Aid probably saw that uh, this enforcement action was coming. Um, allegedly, the, the period involved here is 2012 to 2020. Uh, probably they just saw, okay, A, this is not necessarily going to be worth the headache of using this tech. B, we're clearly going to have the FTC knocking on our door any day now. We might as well just shut it down. Um, I can see why they would be pleased because they're shutting down a tech that they're not already using. They have a five-year ban on it, but they've not used it in three years anyway. So 
big deal. Uh, and they don't have any monetary penalties, which I'm sure is welcome news. Uh, but, you know, clearly, if, uh, if Rite Aid did have to spend some amount of internal money and resources dealing with this investigation to get to this point. Um, Tom, what I wanted to call out was just one more detail that I didn't really have in my post, but I've been thinking about it a lot, is the nature of the compliance risks that AI is introducing. Because I know some people will think facial recognition, uh, they're spying on me when I come into the store. That's kind of creepy. We don't do that. No, that's wrong. Actually, retail stores have for many, many years tried to track shoplifters, which is a legitimate problem and retailers have to think about it. But if you are a known shoplifter or you have a history of kiting checks at the cashier's uh, register, you know, stores for many years have posted names and photos of somebody right at the door or they've given it to the security officer or the cashier saying, be on the lookout for this person here. And if they show up, be sure to apprehend them or don't give them service because we know that they're sketchy. This is not a new thing what the facial recognition is trying to do. But what struck me was that there's always going to be the risk of error and false positives when looking for shoplifters, even if we're using humans and very manual processes as we have for decades and decades. There's a risk of somebody falsely being accused of being a shoplifter. Um, but what AI has done is able, it's been able to accelerate the process to expand it and scale it up. So that risk of false positives, which really was negligible at scale for a large company before. And look, if you get caught and you know, you're know you not a shoplifter and you get caught up with this, I get that individually, that sucks. And I sympathize with you. But if you're only getting one or two false positives in one or two stores once a week across the 1,600 or 2,000 stores, that's not a significant thing. But AI has allowed us to scale up the business process, so it has allowed us to scale up the business risk. And that now suddenly has become large enough that the FTC might get involved in. The consumer harm before all of AI came along was not within the FTC's perception threshold, for lack of a better word. But now it is because AI has scaled it up. Um, Tom, it's kind of like what I've said before about social media, that Social media is not a risk unto itself. Social media magnifies the risks you already had. There's a lot of that same concept going on with AI. It's not that it has invented some new risks, although maybe it has, but it has also taken existing risks in your business processes and scaled them up and accelerated them so that if you're not governing them well at the front end, you are going to have messes like this on the back end. And that's pretty much what happened with Rite Aid. I guess I would translate to, that to compliance speak in the following manner. If your risk change, assess the new risk and manage those appropriately. Exactly. Uh, I really saw this through the lens of compliance, as I've said several times. But uh, any really final lessons you want to bring for our listeners, Matt? Well, I would just say that uh, a lot of people will think, is this really the compliance officer's problem? Um it, yes, kind of, sort of, but it is more a multifaceted problem. Clearly, the chief technology officer of your company is going to be the one who's thinking about how to bring AI into your products, your services, your business processes. He or she may not fully grasp 
exactly what they're doing to the company's risk profile, or they might grasp some of it around cybersecurity, but not necessarily all of it around, say, compliance or FTC enforcement or privacy. So this is going to force compliance officers, internal auditors, IT auditors, CISOs, chief technology officers. It's going to force you to work together much more closely so you understand exactly what you're doing before you do it. Because the the risks of doing it poorly and then that risk runs away at the speed of a bullet, like that's going to, I think, go up in years to come. So yes, this is going to be more of a uh, team approach to be able to govern these sorts of new threats coming down the road. Well, Matt, as always, we will link to your blog post in our show notes. Uh, Can't wait to see what next week will bring us. Thank you, Tom. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the award-winning Compliance into the Weeds. Matt and I hope you had a great holiday season and a happy new year. And we're thrilled that you've joined us for our first podcast of 2024. If you've enjoyed this podcast or enjoy any of the Compliance into the Weeds, I hope you'll subscribe, rate, and review wherever great podcasts are listened to. If you've enjoyed Compliance into the Weeds, you may enjoy Everything Compliance, the only award-winning roundtable podcast in compliance. It comes out every other Thursday. Our first episode in 2024 will be Thursday, January 18th. It features Matt, Karen Woody, Jay Rosen, Jonathan Armstrong, and Jonathan Marks commenting on a variety of compliance topics. If you haven't done so, check out Compliance Into the Weeds. Both are a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.